Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. Today, we remember a warrior, a king, and a great man as we discuss the latest Marvel Studios entry in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, on Normies Like Us. Who are you? And how did you get in here? My people call me Ahkukukan, but my enemies call me Namor. in the world and my entire family is gone have i not given everything you heard it up top we're taking a trip back to the mcu to visit the king we once knew and sadly to say goodbye that's right we are talking black panther wakanda forever here on normies like us with your hosts um didn't think this through, so I'm going to say <laughs> call in America and just go to a different MCU superhero. You're not going to be the colonizer? Come on, yeah. bro. Easy oh, like that. yeah. It was right there. I'll, I'll just be yeah, Mike Spaku because that has an M in it. And this is Jake Conda Forever. Nice. Hello, Normies. <laughs> that I do. Hello. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Yes. Um, we're in, we, we, uh, this, we kind of missed this in theater cycle, but we decided before a big watch of next week that we want to, you know, go back to Wakanda, visit, you know, the old Black Panther universe or Marvel MCU, but you know what I mean? So, uh, we checked this out. We all watched this streaming, right? Didn't anybody see this in theaters? Yeah. No, it was that it's out on Disney plus now as of, mm-hmm. you know, the beginning of February. So I, I checked it out on that. Yep. No, gotcha, did not gotcha. catch it in theaters as well. Also watched it on Disney+. Plus. We had kind of talked off pod about doing an episode then. There was just so much content going on at that point. Uh, so I am happy that we we are here and we're back talking MCU, as I said up top. Uh, another trip to the Marvel Universe mm-hmm. with the sequel to Black Panther, a beloved film. Um, I'm going to ask you guys, have you watched it in a while? Like any new thoughts, anything from that first film at all before we dive into the sequel here? Um, no, I did not rewatch it, uh, before watching this. I just kind of went off of my memory. Um, <laughs> you know, I think it's fine. I, I, I like the first one. Um, it's just, it has that CG third act that I don't love. Um, but you yes. know, I, I like Michael B. Jordan. I like the Killmonger character and some of the commentary, obviously Chadwick Boseman. He brings such this kind of like a a cool like dignity like he's really he's really great as t'challa and unfortunately you know yeah. he passed away but I, I do really like the introduction to wakanda and kind of the world building there and again the, the villain motivations kind of creating friction between this more isolationist stance like there's there's good stuff there uh just the third act is a little marvelly you know what i mean yeah. but it was nominated yeah. for best picture that's mm-hmm. right it was, a, I'm not Jacob, sure it was a cultural with. phenomenon. You have to yes. admit, at least. Oh yeah, sure. that was a huge deal. And I yeah, mean, yeah, I mean, they, it is one of the best-selling MCU movies of all time, too. Like it did, like it's up there with the Avengers and Spider-Man: No Way Home and that kind of thing. So yeah, it's one of the most successful MCU properties for sure. As yeah. I'm sure this one would have been, uh, if not for COVID as well. Uh, you know, we're still Correct. coming off that stuff. Like well, this one, streaming, but we'll yeah, about yeah. I, I think the problem this one, one had 
Yes. Let's well, we know. Well, that, you yeah. know, I wanted to. I wanted to ask you guys that question if you had watched it in a while. I also did not. It's interesting yeah, that don't. we haven't come back to it. But specifically, I didn't have time. But we'll talk about that. <laughs> I totally. ran out of time. <laughs> totally, we will. I was too busy yeah. watching <laughs> Avatar: The Way of Water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about <laughs> that. Too. Told that too. Yeah. That's a um, but uh, that first one, Mike has that third act issue. Uh, mm-hmm. with the with the CGI effects. And obviously, we now live in this weird Marvel world where s- the effects are really heavily getting criticized. And we know this sort of VFX effect team treatment that they have done to basically be bad guys and destroy the industry. Uh, so yes. I wanted to know if that had sort of changed in your guys' opinion if you'd watched it again. But of course, again, no, I didn't. I remember well, I think with this bad. one... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's some noticeable, uh, not great effects work in this mm. one too, and I'll say uh, mm. action choreography, which we'll get into. But uh, oh boy, you know, I think you should pay the effects workers properly. You know, give them enough time. I don't like crunch in video games. I don't like you know overworking effects Underpaying. people. Yeah, I don't like any of it. But no. yeah. So You're making billions of dollars. Be better. There, there's also the thing where uh, we learned about this with Black Widow, where like they basically have like the, the what the final action scene is, and the animators are working on it before they're even like doing principal photography or like in parallel. It's like Previous. we already know what it's going to be. So there's a little bit of that going on with just their workflow in general. But um, before we talk about the Wakanda Forever, the sequel, obviously, you know the the biggest. Um, hindrance to this movie was, you know, the unfortunate passing of Chadwick Boseman. And like, if he was, you know, still alive, right, this would have probably been a huge smash, you know, like, you know what I mean? I would have been a very different movie, I think. It would have been a Yeah, the whole movie had to be changed. So anything we have to say about it needs to be qualified with it was going to be a different thing. 100%. You are so right, Mike. But it's just so interesting to see because if you guys also remember, like, I would say maybe the second criticism behind that third act issue was, well... The problem with the first Black Panther film is Michael B. Jordan is so interesting as Eric Killmonger that Chadwick Boseman doesn't really get a chance to shine as Black Panther. I remember all this talk of people being like, in that sequel, though, it's going to be all about him. He's going to dominate. He kills it in his cameos in Infinity War. He kills it in Endgame. This guy's obviously a stud and a star. Wait Mm -hmm. till the sequel. And then it's like, life is just so fucking tragic. So. R.I.P. to a hero, to a, to a true great guy, a uh, Howard University grad who did so much great work for them, so much charity work uh, beyond being a great actor and just suffered in silence. You know, just R.I.P. Yeah, for Absolutely. sure. And, you know, I mean, we'll get into it, but I think what this movie does, being so inseparable from the real life events, having the Black Panther character die of a unnamed disease but basically cancer right long suffering illness Mm -hmm. yeah and it just kind of shows like how you know no one could defeat him like he was a great fighter and everything but you know cancer stuff like that you can never predict and it can happen to someone who's otherwise completely healthy it's just kind of the random cruelty of you know life so right dealing with loss there's themes of this you know so there there's a little bit of kind of yeah, real life tied into the narrative here. Obviously, you know, the actor, there's a moment of silence in the beginning during, you know, the Marvel crawl. So, so a lot of respect Jesus. is being shown, you know, both the character and the, and the man, the actor. So um, keep that in mind. And the project we get is, yeah, obviously going to be way different than what we would have got. But um, with that being said, I say we uh, 
return to the most powerful nation on earth, Wakanda, forever, right after this. We're back. We're back in Wakanda. As you said, Mike, we are talking Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, the sequel to the film Black Panther, which is directed by Ryan Coogler. He returns from directing the first one, uh, Creed, Mm -hmm. Fruitvale Station. This guy's a stud. He's great as well, right? Um, Yep. Cool to be back. Yeah, I think he's one of the best directors to work within the MCU. Um, Just, you know, I really like Fruitvale Station and... I like um, the Creed movies earlier too. movies. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> More Michael B. Jordan. Get Killmonger boxing, right? So. Yeah. But, you know, I was thinking about this movie with the real life circumstances being tied in where it's like impossible to watch without thinking about that. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of, I'm mean, the only thing it, like it can really remind me of is that Fast and the Furious movie, like right after. Paul uh, Walker's pass. Paul yeah. Walker right. died where, you know, you got that famous song that you know became a meme and everything but you know it's a real heart touching moment and everything when yeah you're driving away they're splitting you know on the inner state or whatever i think that um, song won an oscar yeah but best original song. song for that well, i mean it's the emo- also tied to the event and everything you know what i mean it's a yeah. meme, but it's it's also not at the same time like we could but it reminds yeah. me of that yeah. and it reminds me of the dark night i guess when uh, you know heath ledger passed and uh you know, he's getting all the posthumous accolades for playing the Joker and everything, but it doesn't yeah. happen too often like this. And uh, it's pretty, pretty wild. And of course, you know, it's a very, really a challenge to make a movie in these, under these circumstances, right? Very much yeah. so. Absolutely. You know, narratively, and then how do they, you know, treat the real life events, you know, with dignity. And I think they do a good job of doing that here. You know, when, when we see, you know, we'll, we'll get into it proper, but they, when we see, you know, the funeral for T'Challa, right? Like doing that, they have like murals of T'Challa, but you know, I'm as an audience just seeing a, like a mural of Chadwick Boseman, right? And it's very kind of yeah. no. a weird meta experience having that scene early on in the movie. And, and they really save the usage kind of till the end, Mike, where we see a small bit of a montage um, a whisk, featuring some Chadwick footage from his various mm-hmm. appearances in the Marvel Universe. But really it is, um, like Jacob said, so tied to the reality to it that they know they're not going to use him in some inappropriate way throughout or sort of like use him a bunch and the characters talk about him as if it is Chadwick Boseman, of course, which is such yeah. a yeah. reverence. And obviously they, they could have went the route of recasting the role or something yes. like that. They didn't do that. But I think this movie, it's more focused on the other characters, the women in his life that he was closest to his sister, his mother, mm-hmm. his, uh, you know, lover. Paramore. Yeah. His paramour says, yeah, that he was a king and a ruler to everyone. But to me, he was everything. I mean, you yep. you do get sort of this huge range, Jacob, in reactions. Yeah, and that is right. a, a lovely touch in a blockbuster superhero movie. Yeah, that's yeah, kind can of unique. I, I want to, uh, you know, tying it because of, you know, it's a real life tragedy. But the, the 
crux of the plot is all surrounded on, you know, it, it's based on the fallout of what happens when the Black Panther is no more. You know, Killmonger bird all the flowers, you know, T'Challa is dead. Now there's, you know, the queen. Um, and like the nation, people are like, oh, they're weak now. We can attack. There's no Black Panther. So everything and even the emotional stakes of the characters is them dealing with, you know, T'Challa not being around. So it's it's weirdly right. meta. But that's that's where they took the story is how does Shuri deal and, with it? How does his, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of the responsibility falls to his sister, Shuri, who kind of becomes the new main character, you know, spoiler alert, the new Black Panther, right? So, Mm -hmm. um, of course, this puts, you know, a lot of responsibility on the actress, Letitia Wright, that plays Shuri. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, a little controversy, uh, you know, she's very Christian, anti-vax stuff. So, it's kind of at odds with the, you know, very scientific character that she portrays. But, uh, so, it's a lot of responsibility now to be front you know front womaning this uh this franchise now and mm-hmm. literally the opening scene jacob is her asking their god bossed the panther god you know i don't know if you exist it, that's kind of an interesting thing too that she would portray a character like that oh yeah because yeah, her whole struggle with like faith through science right yeah yeah mm-hmm. yep. and then she's using all the science at the beginning like we said sometimes the most advanced technology in the world isn't enough you know yeah and uh he starts talking to Trevor Noah, an AI Mike, uh, yes. host of The Daily Show. Yeah, uh, right. asking him a million questions. Maybe the second biggest character of this movie. The AI yeah. it does is in every scene. <laughs> we needed a Jarvis, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's trying to you know synthesize this heart shaped herb that creates the Black Panther and everything. And uh, but I mean, it's a rough you know thing for her character. She lost her dad, her brother, mm-hmm. and then eventually her mom, all within the span of, you know, this short time period. And yeah. uh, all this responsibility is falling on her. And her thing was mainly being scientist person. Now she has to take on the role of the Black Panther, the protector of Wakanda. Yeah, it's like you just want to create the technology. She wants to be the cue to yeah. T'Challa's James Bond. And now she's got to run the thing. But, uh, you know, you even have- on the mission. Yeah, she doesn't want to do that. But, uh, you know, you know, we have Queen Ramonda again. She's assuming all this weight too. like she's ruling, you know, in Charles yeah. stead and, you know, the United Nations, like France is invading, trying to steal their shit, you know, and they catch him like, well, look at these guys, Get you know, vibraniums. So, yeah, yeah she's well, trying to rule um, and they're Mike, not respecting we- her. We have Queen Ramonda in this role, like you're saying, uh, against our nation or the world, basically, as they become more insular and more isolated, uh, out of grief, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you think of this performance by Angela Bassett? I have to ask you, since, of course, it is Academy Award nominated and potentially uh, after this episode comes out, will be an Academy Award winner from the way things are looking. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just say I think she crushes it in this movie when she gives a speech have i not sacrificed everything like man man that's yeah that's incredible she does a really really great job in this role jacob what do you think yeah i think she does great i mean angela bassett she's great Mm -hmm. i don't know you know whether whether she win an oscar i don't know because like i said earlier i didn't exactly agree with black panther being nominated for best picture um and it's just kind of a thing where it's like, I don't know. I don't feel like acting in these MCU. Like, I have nothing against the MCU, but to me, it just feels wrong to, like, 
give an Oscar to an MCU performance. That's just kind of well, the elitist mm, of me. Maybe. Take, you, yeah. you truly don't think any other one has been deserving because, because Jacob, to me, well, this, this is the first one right? up. It yeah. is, but this is a make them up for what I think is the most deserving of literally an actual Oscar nomination, not just because it's an MCU movie, but real Oscar nomination. Michael B. Jordan in the previous film. Yeah. yeah. Supporting actor, at least. Why not? Sure. Yeah, yeah I, I could that. see that. I mean, as far as like comic book movies, what we've had two Jokers nominated, right? We've had Keith Ledger, <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, Excuse me. And Jack was nominated. He just Jack Nicholson. Win. Okay. Oh, yeah. So three Jokers. So Very really, good. you're if you want an Oscar for a comic book role, you either play the Joker or right or now, I guess you have this. Yeah. Charismatic villain be in a Black Panther movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I feel like Angela Bassett. I mean, she's a great actress. I don't know her whole history. I don't know if she's been nominated or won Oscars before, but I think there's definitely movies that she's probably more deserving of than weren't yeah. this movie. So, I mean, I think she was great in this role, but she also like dies halfway through. So she's not even in the whole movie. Well, It's a great performance, but I would just say that the role itself is maybe the 15th time we've seen a quote-unquote elder statesman character. I was exactly Um, thinking that, too. Stanley Tucci the first Captain America. Oh, my God. Oh, my Mm. God, Jacob. Oh, May 100%. You know, name literally... 15 more characters throughout the MCU who have given the speech of like, you can do it. You're anything. Haven't I suffered the most and then die? It, yeah. I don't know how this one stands out other than that. Angela Bassett is the coolest, sexiest woman that I've ever seen in my life with the largest biceps possible. Um, yeah. And that is very deserving Academy Award, in my opinion. I, she elevates the material, I guess. Like I buy her grief, right? Yeah. And that's like a real, very honest thing that she communicates it's in a marvel movie but i think yeah she she gets it across and i that's kind of how i yeah i feel that she she did a great job but i kind of agree with colin where like i'm seeing the formula more and more with these mcu movies and speaking of you know we can get into namor our villain and Mm -hmm. you know he's okay but at the same time it's like he's another one of these sympathetic villains mcu villains where it's like Oh, they have some good points, but also they kill people so that you know that they're bad, like mm-hmm. Killmonger, like a million other MCU villains. And I'm starting to see it's like, what is this movie doing differently? Like it's following the the same formula, and I think that's kind of where I have to ding it. Uh, and you mean uh, by kill people, you mean PG-13 kill people, which involves no blood, no violence scene of any kind, but a quick right. stab and a sound off screen, and somebody going, "I'm lethal," by the way, and you're like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that was the big problem with Killmonger, who I think was a very interesting villain. Had he had great motive, uh, and he made a lot of good points. Like he was essentially right, but then also would just kill innocent people. It's like, well, okay, so he's he's the bad guy. It's just so you're crazy. Like, yeah, and I think yeah. you have to think about like why does why does Marvel always have these villains that are technically right, but then they also resort to violence when they could be there could be peaceful solutions. You know? Yeah, it's uh, you know it's comic books i guess we yeah, had the the means you know the ends don't justify the means you know like yeah yeah have a good like, idea like the more i think yeah. that after tanak huerta he did a great job but he eventually becomes more one-dimensional because it's like okay i can see where you're coming from but then he's like i want to conquer the world and it's like oh well 
kind of lost me there, I guess. Comic book yeah. writing is incredibly simple because it is written for children, actual That's comic true. books. And, and the usual villain versus hero story is philosophical flip of the coin. Mm. I'm one way, but you're this way. We're not way. so different. Don't you, ex- Mike, the <laughs> I'm not so different speech, which Namor literally gives to her, <laughs> saying, you yeah. should choose violence like me. And you're just like, to in 2023, for me to be watching a movie where a character has to say this. Let me just say this real quick. We're going to keep yeah. talking. We're going to keep talking about Namor. I just want to say initial reaction style, just so that yeah. our listeners know uh. what I'm coloring this episode with. I think... This is one of the worst MCU movies wow. ever made. <laughs> we were being I, I don't know for how you impression. Guys. I thought it was not very good. Um, there's some things I liked about it, but overall, it felt stale. You know, the formula again that I've seen in other MCU movies, and uh, some really bad, like I said, action choreography, effects work. Like it feels really cheap or rushed or something at certain times and yeah i gotta say like mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't like it that much and we're gonna let you do 30 minutes on comparing <laughs> it to another film that was released. oh boy yeah yeah that yeah. does yeah. it no favors as you have said but Mike, yes initial reactions from you please <sighs> well it is way too long two hours and 43 minutes yes. number one and yes. i feel like the main arc for Shuri, and we'll talk about her too, but the way the writing is, is we get like an hour and 45 minutes before she actually has like the call to action. The rest That's of it's crazy. just like a lot of setup and it, it kind of goes nowhere. And he, it could have focused more on her not wanting to or being unable to live up to, you know, her brother's legacy. Because like there's not a lot of her struggling with taking up the mantle in this it's not like inner turmoil explored in the script really it's like one scene and it's done but the whole movie should have been how do we live up to this legacy am i worthy do i even want to we don't get any of that so i think there's issues yeah. with the script and it's too long yeah the way she even she takes the the herb and then like one scene later is black panther already and can already like he flip should around. have been botching you know two yeah. missions mike's right yeah. action until like Becoming the Black Panther doesn't make you automatically know how to fight well. And, like, she could have been learning from Okoye and stuff. Like, all right, you need to learn to fight better. You're a computer nerd, okay? Like, but yeah, yeah. Now, so l- let me just say this real quick, and then we'll get back to this movie. Mm-hmm. Now, I texted former friend of this podcast, Joe Asta, to get his opinion, and said, "Did you watch Black Panther?" And he was like, "Absolutely, did." I think so he liked think? it. Right? He said, "I liked it." So I his letterbox. Wow. Hmm. I thought it was, oh, I have not seen that. I'm excited to see that. He's been letterboxing a lot. I've been loving him. Nice. I said, I think it's one of the worst ever. He said, how can you say that? Thor, Love, and Thunder. But, like, he listed off a couple recent ones, Eternals. All these ones. Oh, yeah. You know what? That's the thing. It's gotten to the point where, guess what, guys? I forget about them now. I, yeah. They're like not even my mind enough to to even think like, well, oh, those ones are worse or not. Do you guys ever rewatch these anymore? No. And of, of those ones you named, I can't even tell you which one is worse. They're all just interchangeable to me. Black Panther, Shang-Chi, all these ones that came out since COVID, the big fog that I can't see. I yeah. think Shang-Chi's maybe the best out of them. 
but like Eternals, you couldn't pay me to rewatch Thor: Love and Thunder. Doctor Strange, is maybe one of the most insane movies I've ever seen. Doctor Strange is maybe uh. growing on me out of this list too. But also, I know it's so bad. So I just Jacob, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I definitely don't want to step on the Doctor Strange memory machine and remember some of these oh movies. <laughs> I still so, don't think this is... Uh, that you know, exists. America as, Chavez exists. I still think like the, the Iron Man 2, Thor 2 era was worse than this current era of MCU because they kind of got on track after that for a while and they were really strong and then they kind of fell off. But this may be the second worst era since 2008 of the MCU. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't say this is one of the worst ones ever. I can't say that. There's so many. And I don't rewatch even the ones that I like. But it does have issues. Oh, wow. You know, unfortunately. But some of those are not their fault. Some of those are their fault. You know. Yeah, like you said, it's way too long. If this was maybe two hours and 15 minutes, I might be more forgiving to some and issues. More focused on Shuri doing the thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's an hour and 20. There's an hour and 30 minute of this that's focused on that. Like you could cut a lot of subplot out, I think, in certain areas. And it's just it, like a way shorter version of her kind of becoming the Black Panther and you do the big fight at the end. Mike, Lupita Nyong'o's Nakia character, the oh, yeah. supporting love interest of the first film, is not introduced till halfway through this movie. And then she becomes a lead character. It's not like yeah. she does not have a lot of scenes. There's enough real estate in a two hour and 45 minute movie that you could be introduced halfway through and still take up a lot of screen time. Yep. Yep. We, yeah, it's wild. It's like there's two separate movies. It's like up until uh, Angela Bassett's death, there's a whole movie that plays that's building up to that yeah. and the UN. So there's this whole movie about Namor getting frustrated and launching his attack. But that should have been your first 15 minutes of exposition. It's yes. like right. shit's going on. We got Namor and boom, he kills my mom. Now I don't have a mom or brother. None of this. Instead, it's yeah. like we get a whole movie setting up Namor and then a whole movie after that it's, that's a backdoor lot. pilot for uh iron heart coming in oh we do get iron heart. maybe yeah. my yeah. least favorite part of this entire movie it's hard right. to pick but that is without a doubt any scene with dominic thorne as riri williams a character i hope we are not revisiting <laughs> <laughs> we are on disney plus super heart I knew yeah. Ironheart was coming. I didn't know Ironheart was going to be in this movie. And I, I'm okay with this Riri Williams character. Personally, they don't, they didn't, they don't offend me. You know, I like that she's hustling schoolwork well, and she made a device, but I don't like the way the armor looks and I don't like the CG, you know. I don't like an 80-yard police officer saying, yo, she's got an Iron Man suit. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the so. thing. In a world where Iron Man, Tony Stark existed and then yeah. died, don't you think there would be like a lot of uh, like imitators trying to create their own suits and become the new Iron Man that's, after that's his death? That's what Vulture was up to. I mean, even yeah. Fury makes Iron Man suits. Yeah, this, you know. So if you're a lot of new Iron Man suits, so many Iron Man suits in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, you, if you're a genius super scientist, Iron, yeah, you need Iron an Iron Man, Man suit. Have you guys yeah, ever yeah. had the desire to <laughs> yeah, build all the time. yourself a suit of armor? <laughs> no, not really. Not <laughs> she even goes like from Iron Man One to a new suit that she gets from Aquanda. Uh, yeah by the end of it that looks like a you know a power ranger villain or something yeah. yeah i like its gun arm but i don't like the silhouette it cuts it's like a weird shape to me it's yeah it's like a weird power ranger but that's yeah 
it's That's only practical in one scene where she gets stabbed. Then she's actually wearing a suit. The rest of the time, she is some sort of amorphous CGI model. Yeah, so we get lots horrifying. of close-up shots of people's heads like they're in the suit yes. and then cut to the pre-visualized suit doing action. Yeah, that was already in final stages of rendering before they even shot the heads <laughs> in the green A lot screen. of that in this movie because we have the the fallen angels or whatever that are like the yes the the midnight, midnight, angels, who got kicked the midnight out. angels yeah Okoye Denai who of course was a staple in the last film essentially the head bodyguard of the Black Panther if he is the president of their nation she is there all the time we'll be watching yeah. in a mm-hmm. moment and uh, this she has this crazy arc of sort of losing her status and position and yes we see her transition to having this super which I again imagine in her, in her Ironheart spinoff, Jacob, she will be rocking and rolling. The Predator suit. Yeah. That's what I call Midnight it. Angels. She does have dread Predator style. Yeah, though. yeah. It's but I actually like when it was like her and Shuri going to Boston to get Riri Williams. Stuff. Like, I actually like this stuff between them when they're, you know, they just have good chemistry as like, you know, when they're interacting and stuff. So that stuff was good. And I just feel like, yeah, it really should have centered. I mean, it did center on Shuri, but it should have really more. It's, it's almost an ensemble that like tries to make Shuri the main character, but it's also got all these other characters. Can't decide. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like it's it was like more kind of focused even. on Shuri. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, she's she's a subtle character of, yeah. that was thrust into this main role now and kind of has to carry this movie and she might not be up to it. I don't know. We'll but. see. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's not unprecedented, you know, Shuri taking over as a black Panther everybody predicted, Oh, that's just the easiest way to do it. They're not going to recast, which they didn't. So we all kind of predicted that this would happen, but yeah, maybe they did try to balance her screen time out with all these subplots because they didn't necessarily trust her to carry it all. Yeah. Which ended yeah. up hurting the product in the end, I think. But, uh, listen, should we talk more about, our villains, Namor and the Talokan, the ancient U- Mayans who live in the water. Yeah. Ukulkan, uh, who is known the winged as serpent god. Namor, oh. the boy without love, or the boy who. El Nino no Amor. Sin Namor. Sin Amor. So he just. Nino Sin Amor. Yeah, Namor. I don't have no love for the surface people. Yeah, so we, we learn his origin again. He uh, was born underwater. He's got powers and stuff. And then. Uh, now, well, his people uh, were, were colonized by the Spanish conquistadors, right? right? And they. Went in the water. Now, I'm more familiar with DC lore from when I was younger than I am with Marvel, but sure. essentially he's like Marvel's Aquaman, basically. Like it's Atlantis. They just I thought he was their Submariner. Well, <laughs> he is the Submariner. Well, um, guys, I will tell you just flat out, you know, in the same way that um, when we did our Captain America episode, like truly, what, five billion years ago at this point, go back and listen. Yeah. Um, that when there was a, a comic company called Timely Comics, which is one of these things that Marvel will absorb and, and take away, mm-hmm. uh, they got Captain America. But, of course, they got the first character ever made for that comic book and sort of considered one of the first superhero, quote unquote, comic book characters ever made, Namor the Submariner, who was exactly like Jacob said, a half, quote unquote, Atlantean. They will later call it Lemurian which is different mm. in the comics than Talconian, which is mm. uh, very different and strange and original to the movie because, of course, the Mayan culture stuff is original to this film. Uh, and right. I, I found it interesting. I like the aesthetic. 
Yeah. Um, and they're essentially, they're immortal ancient Mayans who went in, they took a, uh, basically they have their own vibranium asteroid that crashed in, in the their ocean. area and this blue plant grew. Instead of a, a heart-shaped purple herb, we have this blue plant that they take that gives them special powers to live forever and breathe underwater. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it gives Nimor little wings on his on his Nimor's feet. mother did not want to take the herb. Uh, the the priest who sort of put it together said, of course you should take it even though you're pregnant. The, the baby inside you will be our ruler, in fact. And because he does that, he is somewhat different. And in fact, Jacob, he calls himself a mutant. He does. Oh, yeah. Explicit yeah. use of the word mutant. Yeah. So that's uh, wow. starting to seed that quantum mania. Who knows what stuff's going to happen? Marvel Comics, Namor is considered the first mutant. He is truly a mutant character mm. in that world. Um, huh. And it all traces back to this vibranium, which is kind of in the first one. We see like it's hinted that Black Panther was kind of created by the purple you know the the heart-shaped herb which grew from so vibranium basically has special attributes that can make you super powered if a plant grows near it yeah yeah but everybody wants a vibranium and that's why people are messing with wakanda and then they find the new thing and it reveals their kind of world and then they attack the boat because they don't want to be that's right bothered essentially which of the herbs would you guys rather take? The heart-shaped herb or the blue flower? And uh, let me ask you a follow-up Obviously question, too. Little wings on my feet. He's going to well, be a Metcaina. <laughs> how long did it take you guys to realize that they're not blue when they're underwater? That took me till like, truly maybe almost the movie was over. They're not? I didn't even realize it because there's such a blue filter down there. But you're right. When you the spotlights on them. Yeah, they, when the mother's mm. having the baby, she is not blue. Every when they start to struggle, they are blue. Anytime they are above the surface, they are blue. When they're underwater, they have multiple. They're all blue except where for Namorita is not blue. Not under right. the water. That's the very weird thing about it. Okay. Interesting. Well, well, you know, certain. Um, I don't know if blue is one, but certain pigments don't from sunlight. They don't penetrate that far deep underwater. So, like, if you had a let's say a red shirt and you go deep enough, it'll be like mm. green because just that. Right. Right. You know, the way light waves I'll, work. I'll just say this. Uh, if you ask me what my favorite almost three-hour movie that involved blue people that Here we go. do stuff underwater and fight the colonizers, I would not say this movie. Uh, <laughs> that have whales, that have yes. you know, perfect water visual effects. Because let me just say this before we go into your rant. Mm-hmm. The visual <laughs> effects in this film, the fact that Mike just said that comment about the water filtering, you know, uh, the light rays as you go Frequencies, down. Frequencies, yeah. And, and yes, there is this throw-off line of what's even light down here? Oh, there's lava up there or larva that, you know, give off light, bioluminescence. Mm-hmm. This film takes what you said, Mike, to heart so much that almost every scene of the film is unwatchably dark. That truly, yes. there were five times I paused this movie and went, I think my TV settings are fucked up or I tried to move my curtains. I tried to turn the lights off in my Colin. room. I Unwatchable. had the same dark. experience. Mm-hmm. I was watching in the middle of the day, so it was like sunny out. I was like, is it? Is it just, is the sun shining on my TV too much? Because I can't see shit. And that's, Jacob, that's fine for this underwater stuff if that's their aesthetic. It's yeah. not. They shouldn't be choosing that. That's fine if in well, other even scenes in, you can see stuff. The yeah. funeral scene of right. Ramona around the fire that's supposed to be this beautiful touching moment. I can't see 
fucking shit. Namor comes out for this the huge first climatic appearance speech. of Namor. Can't see yeah, him. I can't Look see at him. This yeah. He's literally commenting on the scenery. I look around. I see the most beautiful place I've ever seen. And you're like, I cannot literally see what is <laughs> on my television. No, I I had the same experience in that in that same scene. His first appearance. Like his reveal, you can't even see him. Like it's like dusk and you can't see anything. What it's like is natural happening? light. What is yeah. going on? How could you even let that go to to film? I, I don't understand. I don't know. Maybe it was better in theaters, but again, yeah. to compare it to the way of water, like the underwater stuff in that movie shits on this movie. Like this the underwater stuff I didn't like in this movie because it's so dark, you can't really see anything. Like you know, James Cameron does so much with the wildlife and everything underwater in that movie, and it's so bright and colorful. And this movie is just like empty, maybe water, murky, water murky, now murky, more. Because yeah. I've seen a movie that's like bad trying to do The Way of Water. I guess that's yeah. the question then. This is the beginning of that. Yeah. Does The Way of Water existing hurt this severely? It's unfortunate timing, like I said in our text chat, uh, that this movie did come out around the same time as The Way of Water. Because they're not exactly the same movie, but they have a lot of similarities. And comparing the two just makes this one really pale by comparison. Right. And even the action choreography, like I thought the third act, the action was like not very good when they're all standing around on that boat, like fighting and stuff. Oh it just God. looked like a lot of bad standing in front of green screen and just like doing the lamest action scenes I've ever seen. I got to give him credit. You know, Jake Sully flipping around that barge as it's sinking and, you know, all that stuff, recreating the Titanic. Oh, no, we're yeah. going to drown in a hallway. JC knows Shit's how to all do over this. Yeah, yeah. man. The third act. I mean, action in MCU has been sort of a problem that people have complained about before, and it's not always the best. And I think this is particularly bad, even by MCU standards for the action choreography. Literally, I'm thinking about more scenes at the end, like the barren desert that they use for that last action fight, too, guys. Like, I know it's brightly lit, which is different for this movie, but it's so sparse and there's literally nothing around them. And the action choreography, like you're saying, is so piss poor. No, he yeah. has like a teleport elbow and it's like, looks really cheesy. Like he launches himself with his little wing boots and oh. it's like really bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's um, cutting between obviously Shuri and Namor fighting and then this boat where like every other character is just like fighting. Like it looks- armies, like yeah. Lord of the Rings style waves of people, Jacob. We're supposed to be so hyped that like every tribe of Wakanda has come together to fight immortal fish people. And you're like, fuck, mm-hmm. that is cool. And it looks like yeah. nothing. Yeah. I mean, even compared to like Infinity War, when you have those action scenes in Wakanda in, in On Infinity the War, like, that's yep. so much better done than this. And it's just and like, it's like, felt like literally. Yeah. Yeah. You're, sorry, Jacob. Yeah. No, like it's nothing. Yeah, it's, you're right. You're both right. No, but we have real humans in this like, dressed up in blue, you know, but then, the Infinity War just fighting CG alien horde was better. <laughs> yeah. I hate to say it. I love practical, but this, yeah. it just didn't help at least, you know, it didn't make it any better. Unfortunately. No. All those people got I mean, in blue for no reason. Even Aquaman 
is a better like water action movie than this. Oh, the third yeah, act yeah, of Aquaman, where it's <laughs> Star is. Wars that literally they're fighting on every plane, basically, is yeah. fucking awesome. And I will defend that till the end of time. And it's I will also much yes. better than that. Yeah, and sure, there's more whales in this, but the quality of whale is much lower than Tilikum now, or whatever. They can't even yeah, talk. The, 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 the they don't even Mike? compose symphonies, bro. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they can't so even understand lame. sign language. They can't understand the birth cycles of the moons that I'm on. Uh-huh. Or That's right. This is my sister whale. Um, <laughs> yeah, but even setting up like the bio, oh. I guess it, it does hurt. Because way of water, man, it does no, a lot of this setting want, up a society yeah. that's water based. Yes, better. But I also want to say this, Mike. Just I know we were literally just laughing about, it, but you literally <laughs> just made me think. Yeah, James Cameron is so weird and specific <laughs> that like he is brave and going like, yeah. What if this tribe did literally have relationships with whales where they said like we're gonna have our children at the same time and like raise them together? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. no Marvel movie would ever be bold enough to put a weird thing in like that. In the spirit no. of interspecies cooperation and love, we will have our children yes. at the same time. Yes. Now, if if <laughs> Namor had values. said like. You know, like, yes, and the seahorse that I ride, like, is, of course, pregnant. This is my wife, too, is pregnant. I'm like, yeah, this, this is, is my brother-in-law. It yeah. can't be in a way that Marvel is trying to get a lot of credit now where they go, like, we are doing weird comic book stuff. But he has like Jacob feet. has kept saying, it has goofy elements. It's trying to stay real to the source material, Mike. But like Jacob is saying, it is so down pat now to the formula of... This is our second that I can think of, but there's got to be more examples after America Chavez, where it's like, keep a child away. That's the whole point from the thing. Keep a child away from the villain that, Mm -hmm. like Jacob said, again, is sort of sympathetic, sort of the anti, you know, hero of your hero. Right. And it's just, yeah, it's not going to work forever. And I don't I just don't know what Marvel's going to do to shake it up. And here's the other thing. Um, so, you know, the whole backstory of the Talokan people, like they were colonized and, uh, you know, so they have some good points, but of course they want to fight back against the rest of the world and basically conquer the entire world. Um, and, and this movie frames them as the bad guys for wanting to, you know, get revenge against their colonizers. Whereas again, the way of water uh, the people fighting back against the colonizers are unambiguously the good guys, the heroes, right? And the colonizers are the bad guys. So it's just, again, James Cameron's not afraid to just like make it unambiguous that like they're the heroes. These are like counter-revolutionary forces that are fighting against an imperialist regime. Whereas MCU is like, well, these bad guys have like some good points, but uh, we don't they're know. They're not. The can't piss way. anyone off. We have to yeah. be safe. Yeah. So it's just, again, it's just... It's it it doesn't want to take risks like that like James Cameron would, and I don't know. It's just it's to compare those two movies. It just doesn't do it any favors, like you said. No, no. Again, even the action, all of it, anything that kind of could be compared. Obviously, yeah. I think Avatar's taken the W. Um, it's murky dark down there under the ocean, man. It's not beautiful <laughs> like it was in Way of Water. Well. And and in I would say and in the original film, which introduced a vibrant, really cool place, Wakanda, and to trade that for a place that I literally can't see, like 
Jacob, mm-hmm. it's apples to oranges to compare James Cameron and Ryan Coogler. There's no point in that. I'm, I'm right. not arguing if anyone's better than the other. But Mike, I love Creed. Like, Ryan Coogler is yeah. a good director. And guess what? I think he's better than this movie that he made. I don't understand. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. almost like, you know, they're forced to make these sequels. Like, Black Panther was really good. Then he's kind of contractually obligated to make a sequel, but doesn't really have a firm idea of what that sequel should be about. And then, of course, the real life circumstances totally change mm-hmm. what they had planned. Um, but again, it's like Taika Waititi coming back to do Thor Love and Thunder, but being like, I don't know. We don't really have any idea for what to make this next Thor movie. I kind of hate yeah. this. I kind of hate <laughs> Thor, actually. Like, yeah. Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you're in charge of it then. <laughs> So it's like you can yep. say like, oh, MCU, they have like the house style or whatever. And they get these directors that don't always like you want the director to have some sort of creative vision to make it a unique film to them um, while also making it within the MCU. But then you get these yep. really talented directors and it doesn't really feel like it's actually made by them or they were, you know, kind of half-assing it or something. No, yeah. they start to treat it like a jailer punishment. Yeah. Yeah. They get... um. Their, their voice gets kind of drowned out by the, the formula, the studio formula. I'm sure there's endless notes for things that you're not allowed to do. And that's why really creative people like Edgar Wright, he's like, I'm not doing Ant-Man anymore. Screw it, you know? Nope. So, yeah, it's safe. The problem is probably the MCU itself is too safe. And they, I mean, I guess especially here, they're like, we really don't want to fuck it up because, of, you know, the circumstances we will just play it safe, which means it's kind of nothing. Really? Yeah. I mean, what's the future of this franchise? Do they really want to have Shuri be the new Black Panther and be the main character going forward and like just have this supporting cast come back? And I don't know. It just seems like the the ongoing nature of comic books means you can always make sequels to these characters. But at the same right. time, like if you don't have an, a compelling enough story to tell, then why are you making a movie just to make it, you know? Yeah, and then this really didn't focus on what the story should have been. Yeah. It's, she's going on a mission not to, like, discover what she needs to do. She's like, I got to get the girl who designed the vibranium detector. She During that whole subplot, she's not, like, talking to, you know, Okoye and being like, oh, man, what do, I, what do I do? They want me to step up, but I, I don't think I can. Like, none of that's happening. Should There's... I try to be Black Panther now yeah. doing this? It's like, no. Yeah. yeah. So, so that should have been the through line, and we, we don't get it. I will say the ends, like the basically the post credit scene, when she gets to Haiti, that's what worked. Yes, the very Mike, last I thing would agree you see. With that. Yeah. I almost wonder if we should dive into that now, but there right. is the moments of truth that this film seems to find where it's like almost like Ryan Coogler's like, Hey, can I just like turn the camera on you like while well, you just like kind of like feel like what's going on, like you missing Chadwick and stuff. And like you could just talk about it. You don't even have to be in character. Just talk about it. Mm-hmm. And the final moment at the end where like you see Letitia Wright, who I think does a good job in this movie. Although, again, like what's being asked of her is unfortunately just too much. She, she just can't step up to it. Um, mm-hmm. But you see a human being like really just feeling something man and i i think that's really effective and i think that it's again what ryan coogler is good at so yeah and, and meeting his son you know it's like Toussaint. that's yeah. nephew what yeah. a legacy what are we yeah. gonna do here so where are we heading with that little nugget in the mcu future or is that just kind of like a nice legacy 
Uh, well, it could be a future for, character. Like be a pivot in five, ten years. Yeah, if we're still doing this, a young it's Avengers level Black Panther. Yeah. Right, right. Oh my God. Yeah, when sure he retires to just do science. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, the emotion of that scene w- read came through. Right. And, um, yeah, the, the I think when you more have uh, that dealing with yeah. that grief, I guess, but the yeah, when you just allow the, the kind of the actors to just act with each other, um, and just, yeah, I think that works really well. And even the scene when you have Michael B. Jordan come back, the dream sequence, right? When she oh, yes. gets the heart-shaped herb. Let's talk about that. I thought that, that was really good. Uh, I mean, a nice little cameo from him. And, like, obviously, she wants to see her her family members who just died. Her mom, her brother, her father. Her dad. Instead, anyone. She sees this bad guy who's her cousin. Because uh, she's got a revenge thirst right now. She's yeah, not thinking yeah. clearly. She needs yeah. to learn a real lesson from That's the quote a good ancestors. And I, I did like the revenge stuff. It reminds me um, of another thing, you know, that we've been talking about, The Last of Us, especially The Last mm. of Us Part 2, right? That's all about the cycle of revenge and the futility of revenge. And that's kind of right. what this third act comes to be, where it's like she realizes killing Namor isn't going to, like, make her feel better about you know, him killing her, her, her mom and everything and attacking Wakanda, you got to break the cycle. So she, she lets him live. Right. Like, yeah. Even Mbaku says we, if you kill their perceived God, we will be at war we'll forever, war. forever, war. generationally forever. So, you know, she has a, it's that. a theme of love in, in media where it's like the person has to realize, uh, you know, getting revenge, it's not going to make you feel better. Like your, your life is possessed by revenge. And after you do the deed, you're still going to feel like shit. So yep. why do it? You know? And so I, I appreciate that. And this is the first time we draw, they have decent motivations, but the wrong actions as the villains, but he seems like he does turn around. Like at least he, he seems sincere to me when he's talking to his homie, like, look, they don't have any allies. Like there are homies now. I don't know if there's sinister stuff to be ready. What? It seemed to me like he was chilling. Like, no, we're, we're friends with Wakanda. No, he was, well, wasn't he saying like basically the world will turn on Wakanda eventually and then they'll turn to us as their only allies and then we'll be able to take over the world like we wanted to. Oh, well, then if that's what he's thinking, then I think that's what he is. I thought they made friends and it made me happier. Nice little paintings. Okay, fair enough. Well, then I probably misread that. Working away. But I think, you know, Tanakh Huerta, like I said, I think he did a good job in this role. Like, he's very charismatic. I do find his motivation just a little one-dimensional, though, of like, well, first of all, what was it? What were they doing this whole time? They were just chilling in the ocean, but now they want to yeah. take over the world because they don't want their vibranium to fall into another country's hands. Right? They they just a, a boat found the vibranium and they said, "Nope, we're not yeah. keeping to ourselves anymore. We're going to go to war with the whole world." I do yeah, appreciate bullshit. the sirens making people jump off the boats and stuff. Like that's that was a dope yeah. scene. I like that first, it. yeah, never that came scene back. on the boat. Oh, now, the, can you see anything when Atuma and I his mean, crew jump no, up? No, you though? can't see anything. Yeah, yeah there no. was definitely some darkness <laughs> there. But the ominousness of, like, the, the chanting, like, the singing that they were doing was was really cool. Yeah, um, some of the music was pretty cool in this. I'll give them that. Yeah. I mean, the music in the first Black Panther was great. And I would say even better than this one because they had Kendrick Lamar doing the soundtrack and everything. Yes. And it was it was awesome. But mm-hmm. this one has, like, a an original Rihanna song at the end over the Written credits. by Ryan Coogler. Hmm. Huh, no kidding. Cool. Yeah. It's like a Spanish pop song that plays too, like a, a song yes. that plays when we go visit. Namor has a theme. Underwater Town, yeah. Right. yeah. 
uh, Ludwig Grossman returned to do the score. He's, of course, the uh, man who does the uh, Mandalorian trailer and just a fact right. that Mandalorian trailer, the soundtrack. And just a fact I always love to drop about him is that uh, when he did that, he taught himself to play the recorder to do that. Oh, yeah. I think that's like oh, yeah. the beginning of man. It's the best. Uh, that's great. You know, I got randomly a recorder do, do. for Christmas is like a white elephant. I should learn the, the Mandalorian. Learn the Mando, dude. Yeah. yeah, I'll have to do that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, back to this. Um, I don't know. Have, I don't know if it's much more, really. I don't know if you guys want to break down anything in particular before we go to final thoughts. But it just yeah, again, I just think missed opportunity, right? Yeah. Missed opportunities and compared to a it's just bad timing with the, the, the avatar thing because it's like, yeah, when two movies come out that are, have very similar plots, like, like, uh, deep impact and, uh, Armageddon, right. They both came out around the same time or whatever. <laughs> White house down uh, and Olympus is yeah. Falling. <laughs> deep impact and Armageddon of its days. Wakanda yeah. Forever and the way of water. Yes. Dang. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it just makes like, and again, like the, even the length is like, well, avatar way of water is three hours long. Well, First of all, you got I mean, you guys might think it's too long. My stance has always been like if a movie justifies its length and it's long and it's interesting, then I don't mind it being long. But if it's boring and doesn't justify its length, then I don't want it to be long, you know? Yeah. Yep. I agree. I like way yeah. water. So if this was a standard two hour movie, I think it would have been stronger. I think there's definitely stuff you could cut, make it kind of flow better. Uh, well, let me let me ask you one final yeah. question before we get to our final thoughts, I guess. Um, yeah, I have one thing like, to say after that. Oh, I want to hear it. But going forward, do you, I mean, do you want to see Shuri as the Black Panther be an Avenger? Like, Chala never really did, quote unquote, team ups with the team. It was more sort of a, they would retreat to his home, use his resources, and as a just ruler, he would provide support. But like... It's not even that I just like don't even like her character as much. It's like I don't think she would want to be a quote unquote an Avenger who goes on like missions to save the world and stuff. I like, no. yeah. Do you, do you want to see that? And it's really a shame because it seemed like after Endgame and everything, Black Panther was about to become a more important figure within the Avengers. Yeah, but he never got a chance to because unfortunately, you know. Chadwick Boseman passed and now it's just like kind of throws this whole franchise off kilter when it's like Shuri is just going to join the Avengers I don't know but that yeah, seems so strange would she want yeah. to yeah. yeah we're going to move Avengers Tower to Wakanda it's going to be a whole thing we got you fam and then it's like yeah, yeah. No, this is and she's happen. also the ruler of Wakanda now like her mom died too so she's like she's the only one that's like got to handle all this responsibility she doesn't have time to go hang out with the Avengers really right right now right. we have Two Avenger films slated to be released. Kang Dynasty and Secret War. Now, Secret Wars in the comic book, the one I'm assuming this one's based on, not the original one, but sort of mm-hmm. like the 2018 relaunch, right? Features a huge, long simmering, slow cooked brewing, hatred filled face off between Namor. And Chala's Black Panther. Mm. Could this be where this is headed again? Will we see these characters interact again? Or again, I'll ask you one more thing. Where will we see Namor again? You know, does this lead to the Fantastic Four and him kissing Sue Storm and trying to marry her as he does hmm. in the comic books? Nice. Maybe not that, but I definitely think we'll see more Namor 
I mean, the fact that they don't kill him and they show him at the end, they'll, he'll definitely be back. Right, right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it seems like a lot of... do what he does in the first Avengers comic book, Jacob, and use a magic uh, seahorn to control the Hulk's brain and make him fight the Avengers? Yes. Whoa. Um, what does that indicate? There's some fish <laughs> going on with the radiation? I would imagine. Wild. I like how there, there's this whole um, character in Rick and Morty that's like based on Namor, basically. It's like a Mr. bad uh, well, Yeah, what is his name? It's like Rick's nemesis, or he wants yeah. to be Rick's nemesis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I not that there's but... nothing controversial about that show right now. But uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Avengers going forward, it's going to be crazy. I mean, we're going to have Ant-Man in two weeks. That's going to reveal yeah. more about Kang. I'm excited for that. We're going to be back on some MCU stuff coming up, listeners. So think about yeah. that. But Mike, please, what was the point you wanted to make about this well, first thing I want to I want to say is yeah, Namor, Namor, right? You know, by the end of this movie, I was thinking no more. You know, this is dragging on too long. You know, <laughs> get this, um, get this hey. movie done. Come but on. no, what I want to say is, uh, right now in Rotten Tomatoes, critics are giving it eighty four percent, and audience is at ninety four percent fresh. So people mm. like it. Maybe yeah, we're we coming to the party late. This. You know, yeah. maybe maybe another a double feature one day when I have twelve hours, I can. But watch will you ever <laughs> rewatch it again, Mike? This is the new Probably MCU not. question. It's a gun to your head. What will shoot you? Eternal Shang Chi. <laughs> oh God! If anything, I would fan edit it to be shorter. But I'm not I mean, I think that. Eternals was a better movie than this, personally. Um, I again, I think I, can't. I haven't rated it on Letterboxd, but I would give it another three stars, which is what I gave like the last three or four MCU movies I've seen, which again, I just think it's interchangeable where it's like, they're not terrible. Like it's not Morbius or, mm-hmm. you know, some of the worst, the worst DCEU movies of the, the Snyder era or anything, but it's. Joe texted just that BW is the worst one, and I had to Google BW oh, Marvel Black to Widow. figure out what it is, oh. and it was, of course, Black Widow, which Mike named earlier. I'm, I'm shocked you guys even remember the film Black Widow. I still stand by the Iron Man 2, Thor 2, The Dark World, Incredible era. Hulk. Incredible Hulk. Yeah, those I, were, I, I mean, those like early failures for the MCU, I think, are worse than what we're getting now. I've watched those, I think, at least four times each, man. I, I, again, I don't know. Maybe that's bias. I don't know. I don't wow. Know. You love Mickey Rourke and Iron Man 2. <laughs> yeah, Whiplash. Gets me my bird. <laughs> bird. Yeah. My yeah, bird. Whiplash. Yeah. Mike, I couldn't even do that. And I, I, boy, good work. Heck yeah, man. Yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather pop in the old Whiplash Formula One. <laughs> I, at least he's not trying to steal a girl and like, like i don't know jacob i just i don't know yeah and riri williams of course is the only person smart enough to make a vibranium detecting machine in a world full of super scientists and, and this right the special you know. <laughs> thing that uh, lake bell describes about it in the five minutes she's in this film is that yes. it can see through rock right <laughs> like, oh great yeah that's aren't what there, you would need cool aren't there a lot of things that can do that <laughs> yeah, yeah already? Like, okay sure but if I, anyway. I guess it's it's resistant to metal detectors so it's like hard to find because you can't detect it with a normal metal detector so you need this Otherwise, special machine every, yeah every dad in the florida beach would be finding vibranium all over the place <laughs> yeah <laughs> those little mind look features. unobtainium vibranium nah unobtainium <laughs> that's yeah. the, the fake metal for hey, me thank you hey man yeah <laughs> 
even the uh, the idea and then we'll, we'll go to final thoughts but you know introducing this water-based culture and mm. becoming like a point of view character to sympathize with this new culture right done better in way of water like they really don't establish like what are your customs down here what do you guys no. do yeah. No, the no. world building for them isn't really that good because they're just kind of no. these immortals that just hang out in the water all the time. The only scene that you see yeah. in Talcon really is literally Riri wakes up uh, uh, Shuri after she voluntarily gives herself away. And you are truly in a jail cell where I cannot see what is happening. No, yeah. Very dark. It's like this underwater cave. And then he gives Shuri a tour of their underwater city. It was You're like a princess. You should dress like a with him. But then he's like, but also I'm going to have to kill this scientist. And if you defy me, you know you know, I'm going to have to kill everyone in Wakanda. <laughs> it's I, like, well, okay. P.S. Why don't you just kill everybody on the surface world with me? You know, if you're into yeah. it, you know. Yeah. Right. We have more warriors than you have blades of grass. So truly like fish, they have just been propagating down there eternally forever. They're like lobsters yeah. that they never but also die. They, they just they're like, like immortal, right? Because yeah, yeah. Koi fights a bunch of them and they just kind of come back to life or whatever. Yeah. And why have they not taken over by now? Yeah. And why wasn't yeah. one boat accidentally make, knocking on everywhere. their door? Yeah. <laughs> he's been down there for at least 300 years or something, right? Yeah. yeah he's uh, 500. A bad leader. You should be taking action. What are they? We're going to another hundred years, guys. Don't worry. Like we're going to, we're going to do it. Service yeah. World, well, I'm it runs into you. the whole problem of like that. Everything in the MCU is, I guess, like what were they doing during the whole Thanos thing? The blip, yeah. like all that. Did like, some oh, yeah. of them get snapped? Yeah. Right. right. Huh. I would be pissed about that if I was fucking Namor. I'd be like, what the fuck was that? You surface people got a, half of us disappeared. Yeah, fucking eight mortal. years later or whatever it is, these assholes come back. That's true. Right. But like, why weren't you fighting Thanos? Where were you? Just hanging out underwater? You're immortal. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we could have used you probably. Yeah. Been nice. Uh, against Thanos would have been very helpful. Uh, but, you know. All right. Let's. Get out of Talcom, where we have been, and go back to Wakanda and wrap things up as we are ending our discussion of talking. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, here on Normies Like Us, coming up. We're back. We're, we're wrapping up our final thoughts here on Normies Like Us, talking Black Panther with Con Forever. And we were just reminded off pod while we took a break there for a second that we have not talked about two characters in this film, Martin Freeman and Julia Louis-Dreyfus' characters. Um, yes. Valentina Allegra and then his name. I, I just can remember. Yeah. yeah, I don't know his name. What is Martin um, Freeman's? Everett Ross. Ross. Everett, oh, Everett Ross. Ross. <laughs> it's the same guys. last name as Thunderbolt Ross. So is he oh, related? Oh, that's right. Him? Oh, huh. I don't know. But Maybe. Soon oh, to be played know. by Harrison Ford. That's um, right. That's interesting. And we find out, I guess, in this movie that they were married previously. Of course, She's we've seen her in... Uh, we saw her first in Cat in the uh, Winter Soldier in the Falcon show. Captain Falcon, uh, yeah. Maybe first in Black Captain Widow. Falcon. Is that not true? She was in... Yes, I think Black Widow was her second appearance. Oh, and then Hawkeye. <laughs> she was, no, she was, was she, only Was she in, in Hawkeye? Uh, Doesn't she call... Uh, Natasha Romanoff in that one as well, or not Natasha? Uh, you know, I could not tell her. Yelena plays uh, again. Um, she's wow, been on Mike, TV and Mike, left a memorable. You are the biggest MCU fan here. <laughs> yeah, right? I love you are it. Pulling these things out, it's incredible. Well, oh, she's yeah, in. Yeah. yeah, she's in Captain <laughs> Falcon. She uh, she's it. kind yes. of 
backing our guy. Uh, That's right. U.S. agent. Captain yeah. America. Wyatt Russell. Yes. That's Wyatt right. Russell. Yeah. We love um, I forgot about that. Man. But she's kind of like a bad guy, right? I thought yeah. she was a bad guy, but I guess she's the head well, of the Well, she's creating the Thunderbolts, presumably. Oh. Okay. Yes. And that's it seems what like she's putting together a suicide squad of her own, Jake. Yeah, that's basically but she's what kind of the like. Amanda Waller of the Marvel world where she's like the ends justify the means. Like if, if people die or whatever, like I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty kind of person. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, we, we and we have seen. I'm sorry. Some concept art for the Thunderbolts, uh, and we know that obviously Wyatt Russell is on that. We know that Yelena is as well. Is mm-hmm. was there anyone from this film? Was there a reason she was in this? Is is Namor in it? Yeah. What's the point? I don't know. Of her. Yeah. I don't know what function she served in the plot, other than to be like. I knew you knew something about Wakanda. Like, yeah, that's all boy, she's doing. She's just like popping up. Fan now. edit. I got some suggestions for you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, I know what scenes to hit. Yeah, we'll get the deleted scenes and then put them back in of Louise. I guess she's kind of like more. the new uh, Agent Coulson, where she just pops up in random stuff just to yeah. appear. You um, know who I liked when they did that though? Agent hmm. Coulson. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't like when she does it. <laughs> well, when they're going to launch the, uh, you know, Thunderbolts spinoff show, you know, we need to remember that she exists. So she's yeah. just going to pop up every once in a while and everything. Yeah. Agents of Thunderbolts. Whatever happened to oh, Maria yeah. Hill? Here. She's still, she being controlled Colby. by... Uh, Where's Colby Smulders? Oh, Carter, Carter she... will be in the Thunderbolts. She's doing you know evil what? bad guy stuff. And, uh, and Baron Zemo. He'll be in the yes. Thunderbolts. And, and you guys are also reminding me, we're also going to get Secret Invasion, which is kind of more yes. about this government side, too. And we're going to get a lot of these returning characters, Rhodey, Maria Hill, and uh, Nick uh, Fury, yeah. of course. Well, they've, we're get as, as revealed that they've been sort of being portrayed by scrolls for a certain amount, of, or at least... Uh, How dare you, you know, take <laughs> Samuel you? Jackson yeah. How dare you say scrolls on our At least Man one entire episode. film. Yep. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> you know, well, there's a lot of lore in the MCU. There sure yeah. is. We can't uh, cover it all. In no, this no, but, hey, no. But they try to fit a lot anymore. <laughs> Again, no. questions we should be asking ourselves. Yes, yes. Well, we will be going to Quantum Mania. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I'm the only Ant Man defender i think i yes. like ant-man i'm definitely gonna have to watch uh ant-man and the wasp again to remember what happened in that movie Ghost. i can there's no not a chance i'm gonna watch <laughs> yeah. either of those films beforehand jake it's got ghosts and goliath you know when yeah. you and i go and you know watch this movie how we watch these movies <laughs> of course <laughs> maybe in 3d that'd be cool there's some better yeah. fighting in ant-man and the wasp i'm just gonna say uh, yeah sure Hopefully. Well, with phasing through tables because Ghost has yeah. the power to phase. Like, there's cool yeah. stuff going on. But anyway, that's yeah. not what we're here to talk I'm about. Putting we're that movie above thought. this one. I, you can yeah. see stuff in that movie, Mike. Again, I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, again, I think it's like that natural light thing that started with Eternals where they're like, we're using, like, you know, the real locations shooting and stuff. outdoor. We're shooting on this beach, <laughs> this empty beach. It's going to look so good. I feel like they're kind of going for that with, with this where they're like, we're gonna make it really dark because it's natural. But no, yeah. Know. But now we've seen Get Out, where they invented the best nighttime filming lenses. Like, call those guys and use yeah. those because yeah. your scenes were way too dark. Yeah, who directed this? Uh, Ryan Coogler or Miguel Sapachek? Right. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> yeah, Game of Thrones. Yeah, Game of Thrones. My t- our monitors weren't tuned properly. That's why. It <laughs> That's right. To us. Yeah, right. Make if you're excuses, at a theater, it would look fools. good. I guess I'll do my final thoughts. Um, Please. Again, difficult movie to make given all the circumstances. I think they 
were as tactful as they could be and sensitive to the to the person and, and the memory of Chadwick Boseman. Um, but I think the characters, the way the characters in this film reacted to it and their arcs should have been more closely related to that. And there's a little bit too much subplots and it's dark. Um, the couple of emotional scenes you get, you know, with Angela Bassett and then Shuri at the end by the fire, those are good. And they have like the truth of like the loss of like a friend and a coworker for these people. I buy it. But the rest of the movie just kind of doesn't know what it's doing or what the future is. Like you said, I don't know where this is going to go, but um, this just had to be made because it was on the slate and they threw it together how they did. And I really don't know what the legacy is going forward for black Panther um, as a franchise, unfortunately. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. Jacob, please let me go next. Cause I just want to expand on just some things Mike just said there. So you're saying this is a no-win scenario, you know, making this movie. Yeah. And I just, I truly want to dial in on what that means, okay? Mm-hmm. This is what this film has to do. This film has to be a sequel to one of the highest grossing MCU films, as Jacob pointed out, making mm-hmm. over a billion dollars called The Black Panther. Best Picture okay? nominated. Best Picture nominated. Mm-hmm. Which this movie was not nominated for Best Picture. Actor. Clearly, they're carrying oh, yeah, some sort of accolades yeah. thing, but mm-hmm. and may, maybe some other stuff. Who knows? Original song, I think, as well. Um, oh, yeah. It has to make up for Chadwick Boseman dying. It has to introduce Namor. It has to introduce Ironheart. It has to continue on the threads that everything else in the MCU has set up. It has to set up its own threads. We, like, I know that everybody for a long time has said we've hit a tipping point, but it's like... Like, I mean, now, if you don't think we have, like, you're completely blind. Like, it's just, it's over, guys. And we're going to, I'm just asking. I don't really want answers and because we're going to talk. We're going to talk more Marvel movies, as we've said. We can answer mm-hmm. this in the next one. But it's going to be crazy to see what James Gunn's new comic book universe oh. makes Marvel do to themselves, basically. Because mm-hmm. the reactions yeah. are going to be so wild. Yeah, I mean... I've mentioned before, you know, I, growing up, I was much more of a DC person than a Marvel person. And of course, Marvel has been winning in the box office or in the cinemas against DC for a long time. But if you ask me, am I more excited for the recent James Gunn announcement of, of the upcoming slate of the next couple of years of DC? Or am I more excited for the upcoming slate of Marvel? I would probably have to go with DC just because I'm excited for what James Gunn's going to bring to, you know, DC. And I'm excited... A lot of these projects sound interesting to me that he announced recently and uh, a lot more so than than what Marvel's got coming in the next couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, we're, we're I'm exhausted. I'm excited for Ant-Man cautiously, but that's going to be five minutes. I'll do that to you, Mike. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, but I think that's going to be for me the most telling point of where I'm going to be at uh, going forward with the MCU. Like, will I be on board for the next phase or whatever. It's your yes. favorite character. It's a yeah, you know, movie you've it, been man. looking forward well, to. Well, I think that'll be... can't do it. And it's supposed to be a tent pole. Like, that's setting up yeah. Kang yes. and the multiverse. And if it's that doesn't up, work... Yeah, new I believe, essentially I'm sorry. Kang. I believe, yeah. in fact, this film was the end of a phase. And maybe this next one is the start of it. Is that correct? Yeah, Could it's be. phase five or phase six. Uh, this one is done. And all the TV stuff was this one. So we had WandaVision. We had it was yeah, it's post she had Endgame shield. until now, essentially. Um, 
And yeah, like they said, they told Paul Paul Rudd basically, you know, the last two Ant-Mans were kind of more filler within the MCU. So we're going to give you like a really important movie to the ongoing events of everything leading to, you know, Secret Wars and and uh, yeah. Kang Dynasty and all that. So yeah, I hope I hope that's good. I guess I'm excited for that. And uh, maybe that'll get me more back into the whole MCU of everything. And they need Jacob, to land am it. I wrong as well also saying that this is the only quote unquote phase to never have an Avengers movie? Because you said yeah. this is all post Endgame. Yeah, it goes from the end of Endgame to yeah, Wakanda Forever, I think was the last movie in the phase five. It's, it's And people are going to say, what was the point of this? What was, you know, what were these films and the grand yeah. connected of all? Well, what was the whole COVID era. So it was like, yes, I had to take a break 100%. for a year. And yeah. we've kind of set our own thread and other people pointed this out as well. It seems the youth oriented stuff that they are setting up these young Avengers, whether or not that's Ironheart in this or Black Panther, I don't know. Mm hmm. Yeah, I guess yeah. I think the thing with this phase is like I Ms. may have Marvel. not liked the movies as movies, but they introduce characters that I like, like Elena Florence Pugh. I like her character a lot. Mm-hmm. I like uh, yeah, Elena Chavez from uh, WandaVision. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm listing off. These are all young kids. We're about to see yeah. stature, quote unquote, uh, uh, Scott Hawkeye. Lang's daughter. Hawkeye. She's just called Hawkeye. Don't say anything else. Yeah. Don't put Lady in front And of we her. have the grandson you know, going to be doing Captain America eventually. Yeah, it seemed like uh, yep. Elijah, uh, whatever his name was. Yeah, Elijah, that's right. Um, so, th- it's Eli, all there. Eli Cash, maybe? We might get another younger Spider-Man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's a whole universe. Yeah, I just, there's characters I like. But. What was this? <laughs> Guys, Toby Maguire was in this face. <laughs> I like, just like, what yeah. was all this? What did we do? Well, I guess No Way Home was yeah. the be- I mean No Way Home, Hawkeye, Loki, uh some of Maybe those shows were the, the best was in things two about of these this movies phase. this year and he was crazy yeah. in both of them. Like mm-hmm. he was completely unhinged in both of the movies he appeared in. And one of them right. he wears a bathrobe and it has like a crazy looking goatee. In spider yeah, so. Do you guys remember that? He's crazy oh, yeah. in that. We also got what if Yes. What if what if we have what if Marvel phase. zombies. I was looking yeah. at the slate you know, we've got Blade coming up within, I think, 2024. That's going to be insane. Mahershala Ali, Blade. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's definitely things I'm somewhat excited in. But compared to DC, where they have this new idea of like this whole new universe that they want to start, like I'm kind of excited for that. It could be a total disaster. But well, yeah. you, like you keep saying, you're so biased. You're the number one Creatures <laughs> Commandos fan or Creature That's Commandos. Right. We didn't even mention Guardians 3 coming out. That's yes. the next thing after Quantumania. Oh, yeah. my God. In that's May. Amazing. And that's another James Gunn joint. Wild, wild stuff. Um, and Batista. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We love a little Batista, but. Mike's favorite actor. We need to bring him in the DC. Just give you. him tiny glasses. He said yeah. he asked and that James Gunn said no. Oh. <laughs> John Cena said no. Yeah. And James Gunn relayed the message. Only one He's former out. wrestler allowed. Yeah, it's Peacemaker. Yeah. It's me or him. I do it's what not you do Black Adam. <laughs> it's not. Black Adam. Oh, man. You know wow. what? Here's the thing. I maybe liked Black Adam more than this movie. I haven't seen wow. Black Adam and I might like it more. I, we didn't do an episode Mike, on that. At least you can see it. At least it has visuals that you can see. It's a it's a big sticking point for me when it comes to movies. I have to be able to see them. Especially this budget. <laughs> like, come on, guys. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's this new trend with a lot of things where it's just like, it's too dark, man. You ever heard of lights? Yeah. Guess not. Well, you know, Wakanda that forever. That was a movie. You know, yeah. forever. We, we watched it. Maybe we're wrong. Let us know. Like, if you guys liked it, defend it because 100%. I see the Rotten Tomatoes here. Maybe we just came into yes. it late. Maybe we shouldn't have watched Avatar before we watched this. Who knows if that ruined it for us. Uh, yeah. And again, I think yeah. it's hard to criticize because you don't want to be too mean to it just because of the circumstances of Chadwick Boseman and everything. And obviously, all respect to him. Uh, yeah. It's just unfortunate kind of what happened. And it led to this movie, which I think is a little bit of a mess. Yeah, yeah. this ain't a. Yep, and some of that's not their fault. Some of it is again. So, yeah. But if you do yeah. have those thoughts, hit us up at normies right. underscore like underscore us, where you can also rate, review, subscribe, kind of on all social media across the board. Please, it helps us out a lot uh, for the podcast, and of course, check us out on YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, otherwise, we've been your hosts. This is. Um, what was his name again? The Everett colonizer. Was... Everett I don't want to Ross. say it. <laughs> Everett Ross. All right. Well, I'm calling Ever- Colin Ross. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mike Ross. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. <laughs> and this is uh, Jacob Ross, I guess. <laughs> yes. Wakanda forever. Goodbye, everybody. Jaconda yeah. forever. Jaconda forever. Rest in Bye. peace, Chadwick. My name is Gandalf the Grey, and I'm imploring you to leave a like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it secret. Don't keep it safe. Don't take me as a conjurer of cheap tricks, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Normies Like Us. Fly, you fools!